Hello and welcome to Running the Table, an ongoing podcast about running and playing tabletop role-playing games. I'd like to thank all of you who have asked questions, and if you'd like to ask some of your own, please feel free to email them to rttpodcast at gmail.com, or you can ask them directly to Running the Table on Facebook or Twitter. I'm your host, Keith, and joining me today is Sarah, one of the members of Roll Like a Girl. Hello. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm sorry. I got the nervous laugh happening. <laughs> no worries. It happens. It happens to all of us. Uh, so not all of our listeners may know Roll Like a Girl. I'm mm -hmm. hoping that a lot of them do. Me too. But just for those that don't, uh -huh. uh, what's just kind of what is Roll Like a Girl? Brief overview um, so Roll Like a Girl is a, uh, group of nerdy girls, uh, myself, um, another lady named Theron, uh, Nikki, Livy, and for a short time we had Lauren with us, uh, but we got together to play D&D. &D. We wanted to put it on a podcast and put it out there to the world. And then we realized that we like to not be just DMs, but also be players. So we're, we're, we're rotating, um, roles during our seasons. Uh, and we just we just play D and D for fun. That's that's what we do. That's great. Yeah. Uh, how, so you kind of touched on this a little bit, but yeah. how did it actually like get started, get going? Um. So I give that credit to the a different podcast called Tabletop Champions. Um. I was a, a listener for quite a while, and then they invited my sister to be a cast member, and I got a little jealous. I was like, oh, man, that's so cool. I want to do it, too. So <laughs> um, I was already friends with Theron through Tumblr, and I tossed that idea to her because we were kind of in the same uh, scope of fandoms, and I knew that she liked D&D, &D and I wanted her thoughts. Um, so she agreed, and she brought Nikki, um, her friend, in on the project, and then... Uh, I asked my sister to play the one who joined tabletop champions and she agreed. Mm -hmm. And then we found Livy on Tumblr again. That's kind of our origin story uh, on a post where they were looking for a group to join, but we're having difficulties. So it's like, Hey, you know, it's a podcast, but you know, you still want to give it a go. And she gave it a go and is still with us. <laughs> Surprisingly. <Wow. laughs> yeah. It was a, it was a bit of a chance, but uh, you know, it was, it was a good chance to take. Yeah, I mean, I feel like creating something and having fun while doing it usually ends up being a good chance. To oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, but having having done uh, a D and D podcast myself as well, mm -hmm. I know that it's not all all like uh, fun, sunshine, butterflies all the time. There's oftentimes challenges that go with it, which is yep. why it can be surprising that somebody can stick with it all the way through. Right. Uh, without any prior connections. But what what would you say has been the biggest challenge that Roll Like a Girl has faced? Hmm. Uh, that's actually a really good question. Um, let's see. We did we did lose Lauren uh, in last year. She had to drop the podcast because she decided to go back to school and wanted to focus on one thing. Um, one, mm. one podcast. And so, you know, 
Um, after a lot of talk, she wanted to go be with her tabletop champions, which we, I, I understand there's no hard feelings also because she's my sister. She's my twin. There's not going to be hard feelings, but, um, we didn't know what to do because uh. her character was so tied in with a lot of the bigger backstory, um, that instead of replacing her or trying to push through, we ended up just stopping season two. We um, went on a hiatus. I think it was about two to three months. We went on a hiatus to try and figure out what direction we wanted to go in. Uh, we were a little nervous about bringing somebody new in to join our group because we knew how we played together. Um, and we were, I well, we were a little afraid to bring somebody in that might upset that balance. Um, so that, that was, I think the hardest time that we faced was just the uncertainty of the future of our podcast. Okay. Yeah. That, that's always a tough time. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're in the middle of a story and something happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that actually is a great segue into one of our topic questions that I'd love to ask. Yeah. Uh, so, did you end up adding a new player? We did not. Um, okay. The DM for that season wanted to... She, we, she took a step down. Um, she didn't want to put all the brain work into planning for a completely new storyline. and just completely 180 Um So, one of the other girls stepped in and we started season three. Uh, okay. which actually has a lot of guests in it compared to hmm. our first season. We have brought on a few guests. Um, we did a contest, uh, during our hiatus and, uh, there was two people who placed first and they got two guests together, uh, for a short oh, brief that's... period of time. And we're actually in the process of recording the next few episodes with the guest as well. That's very fun. So it, it's a uh, lot of fun it, and it's, it's, it's people who we can click along well with, but they're, unfortunately their schedules just weren't going to work on our only free day, which was Sundays. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the question that uh, we have from a listener is, we have a new player. Mm-hmm. What are some easy, hopefully story-driven ways that I could integrate the new character into our existing group? Hmm. Um, integration is really hard for some people. Uh, especially if they're absolutely new to the game, I would, it would depend on how their backstory ties into the area that the players are in. Um, if, if they're in like a town and, um, this new player has to approach the, the, the heroes, the PCs, uh, for assistance, that could be a way of helping introduce the character and their their backstory a little bit. You don't have yeah. to go too far into it. Um, a lot of people, their favorite way is, oh, you found this guy in a dingy dungeon cell, uh, which oftentimes <laughs> actually goes very badly because, you know, if they're in a cell, then there's their stuff and you can just take the stuff and leave them. Um, that's happened in games before I've heard, which is kind of a shitty thing to do. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually have a story where I did integrate the you found this new character in the dungeon mm-hmm. um but i've also had that exact thing happen where they took the the new player's stuff and left oh, it's <clears> such a shitty thing to do don't do right? it <laughs> don't be so that person. what i what i did this time is you find them in the cell there's nothing there 
guess mm -hmm. what? Their stuff is where your stuff was as well when you previously got captured. If you want to help, if you want to get your stuff back, you're also going to help this person. Yeah. Yeah. Whether I would you want I, to or not. Mm -hmm. I would find ways to, to incorporate that. Um, uh, give the, give the, new player uh, a reason to approach the party or the party to approach the new player maybe the new player is like uh, a ranger who knows the woods and they need their help navigating it or, or something like that yeah uh it, it can be very important to form that initial bond and connection mm -hmm. because oftentimes if you've got a, a party that's been together for a long time they will have their ins and outs they'll know each other they'll get along even if they disagree mm -hmm. and adding somebody new to that is difficult yeah yeah it, but, it, it it can be especially if the group has a dynamic that they've already figured out but you know yeah. sometimes those dynamics need to be broken up a little yeah definitely and that kind of initial interaction can really set the tone for what the new dynamic will be mm-hmm great absolutely uh so mm -hmm. <coughs> sorry don't die <laughs> so uh that actually does bring us into the next question so let's say that we in integrated this new player and it brought some conflict so the next listener question is a few members of my group aren't being fully engaged in the game potentially because of conflict, mm -hmm. uh, what are some ideas for making sure all of my players are involved? And what are some ways I, as a GM, can engage and represent all of my players? Um, this kind of comes into um, understanding your characters, that the game that you're running for. So um, player characters, uh, I do have a home game where we play at a table, and I could see that, you know, phones are out or there's you know multiple conversations happening across the table while there's a game going on um i would try and change it up if you're doing a very rp heavy game and you have a lot of point me at the thing and i'll go hit it kind of characters give them something to do um try and change it up don't don't be all diplomacy go go find you know go find a a fight club to put them in or um you know give them something exciting to do just you know change yeah. it up and as a gm if you need ideas for that one of the ways that i've learned how to do that is i've listened to other people gm um my godfather Definitely. is one of them i that's he's like my intro to this entire world um listen hmm. to different podcasts don't listen to just D D podcasts either go listen to you know something like shadow run or um Starfinder or you know just kind of get ideas of bits and pieces of how people are able to integrate their players into their sessions. And along the same lines, it can also be beneficial to run mm -hmm. a different game. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, Learn a new system, see what you like from yeah. that system and try and bring it into something else. We, uh, last year we got invited to do like a huge Christmas, uh, crossover, uh, I suddenly forgot the name, but we did it with uh, the Broadswords, Dames and Dragons, not Dames and Dragons, uh, Venture Maidens, and so many other podcasts. And I listened to a few of them just so I could, you know, listen to the GMing style because I don't have time to listen to all those. Um, 
And, you know, one of the girls, Celise uh, from D20, D20 Dames, I think that's the, her podcast name. It suddenly left my mind. But she made a system for racing cars in a D&D setting. And it's like, <laughs> it, it was amazing to listen to it. So it's it's picking up those little bits and pieces um, of styles and kind of incorporating that into your game. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's a very simple example that I have that was a GM that I actually played in a couple games with, and they ran Monster of the Week with one group mm -hmm. and then ran a basic hop in, hop out whenever you can uh, adventurer guild kind of setup for D&D &D yeah. that I was a part of. Yeah. And a lot of the styles from Monster of the Week, the hooks and different things mm -hmm. to get you invested in whatever was going on, mm -hmm. got carried over into, hey, look, this thing is going on. Your adventurers, as part of this guild, you want to go handle this? Yeah. 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 Uh, and I had the, the fortune of being a part of a... Um, D, D server where it was just dropping games after dropping games you didn't really have to necessarily be active in all the games to understand what's going on because there was just a series of one shots um and yeah. that's a bunch of different dms with a bunch of different styles it's it's just trying to find the best way to expose yourself yeah that actually is a good point i feel like uh oftentimes especially in the D, &D podcast community we can get very hung up on long-term campaigns mm -hmm. uh and that's great they're tons of fun oh yeah but sometimes if you want to learn a little bit more about how to handle other methods how to engage players more how to overcome some of the difficulties that you may be seeing mm -hmm. it can be very beneficial to go into a drop-in style game yeah and i can almost guarantee no matter which dnd <coughs> podcast you listen to there's going to be a drop-in game where you don't have to know the backstory you don't have to know what's going on they're just doing it for like a holiday special or sponsorship or whatever mm -hmm. and and just you know 30 minutes to an hour long episode you can get you can learn so much information yeah definitely uh shameless plug experience mm -hmm. in gold has done several of those mm -hmm. holiday specials yep you don't need to know anything about what's going on. They're standalone. Nope. That's, Just check them out. Yep, that's it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this does also uh, tie in a little bit. Uh, one of our next questions is about when you've been running a game for a long time, you've got the players engaged, mm -hmm. you've got the new players integrated, but the GM might be running into an issue. Uh, I've been running a game for a bit now, mm -hmm. but I'm getting a little bored of it. Mm -hmm. My players still love it, but I don't. Do you have any tips on dealing with GM burnout on a game that players still want to play? Mm -hmm. So um, I've run into this problem too. Uh, the first thing is to be absolutely and totally honest and open with your <coughs> players. Um, and just give them a heads yeah. up like, hey, I'm really glad that you guys are having fun. I'm having a little bit of a difficult time keeping the steam uh, under my wings. Uh, so, you know, 
ask for a break. Um, see if anybody's interested in just, you know, running one shots or side adventures or something just to kind of give you a moment to breathe. Um, there's a lot of pressure on, on DMs and GMs in, in these days, especially they feel like they have to have, uh, they're held to higher standards. And even if we know that you can't be held to that high of a standard, it's, it's still an, un, what is it? An untold expectation. Um, and yeah. it's a lot of pressure that we put on ourselves too, as, as, as GMs. So ask for a break. Don't be afraid to ask for a break and don't be afraid to tell your players like, look, I'm glad you're having fun. I need to step back if we want to continue having this fun. <laughs> Cause if, if you're not having yeah. fun with and, the game, it's not that worth kind it. of honesty is, is definitely necessary. Absolutely. Um, yeah, especially. So I, I've run a game before where most of the players were actually new. Mm -hmm. And so they didn't actually understand all of the work and expectations that went into being a GM. Mm -hmm. But being open and honest and communicating that kind of expectation and the amount of work led to, oh, wow, we've been like doing these sessions a lot. Maybe we should switch to every other week instead of every week. Yeah. Slow the roll. Find a way to slow it. Yeah. And, um, and that kind of comes into one of my biggest things that I will always, always any chance I get, I will preach about it. Session zeros are so important. I can't not stress it enough because that's a chance where you get to sit down with your players and explain your expectations of your players, but your players also explain what they expect from you in the game as well. Uh, and that's yeah. where those boundaries are set. And I've, I, the more that I've been gaming in different groups, the more that I'm seeing session zeros becoming relevant uh, to what is yeah. what what you need to have a, a successful game so um just be honest don't don't drop off the face of the planet and don't explain what happened um it's really easy to do that too uh but it's also kind of shitty yeah and having the explanation even if you need to take a full break totally step away and yeah. not do anything with the game just saying, I'm burnt out. I need a break. If we want to keep playing this, we can pick it up in a few weeks or yeah. in a month. Yeah. Absolutely. That simple explanation can do wonders just for, okay, mm -hmm. we can accept this as players. Mm -hmm. I had to do that. But if you just... Yeah. I yeah, I had to do yeah. that over the summer. Um, I had my home game uh, every two weeks we're playing. Uh, but we're rotating <clears throat> systems. So one week we're playing Starfinder. Two weeks later we're playing D&D. &D. Two weeks later we're playing Pathfinder. And it rotates like that. But um, And I'm only DM for one of those. Yeah. But we had to take, a, a, I think it was two and a half month break. Because schedules weren't lining up. People were getting frustrated because games kept getting pushed off. And it was just, when you recognize issues... Take a step back. If the game's not fun anymore, you have to reevaluate where you're at. Yeah. And I think that uh, one of the big points in this question is that uh, open communication can do a lot. Oh, yeah. Because what's going on in the, the listener's question, it seems, is that the expectations and work that the GM is doing may not have been properly communicated to the players because the players may not be feeling the same kind of pressure. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so if you've got that kind of a burnout just on yourself and the players are definitely into it and you've got no schedule conflicts or anything like that and it's just setting related, Mm -hmm. that sounds like you just need to talk about it. Yeah. And I know that that's tough. It it can be. But uh, ultimately, people will either understand or they won't and you can't do anything about that except for explain yourself as best you can yeah yep 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 yep. all the things (laughs) i agree with all of that (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh just as a side note um when i get a lot of these questions these kinds of things I i have found that some of it stems from just tabletop role playing games are social games mm-hmm. and when you're dealing with other people you can't expect them to know everything mm-hmm. you got to say it yep um uh, assuming will get you in trouble don't do it yep just 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 sometimes sometimes even if you're like you know setting up something and look at your characters your pcs and say okay now what you want to do, even though you've set up this situation where it's obviously very dangerous, if they go through the door, they're going to get killed. Sometimes you just have to say it. It's like, okay, look, here's where you stand at. This is what you got to be like. This is how it can play out. You know, what do you want to do? Yeah. Not even in that instance. It's just in, in general instance. Don't imply anything. <coughs> be straightforward. Yeah, I I have uh, definitely dropped bits of... Uh, dungeon master hints Mm -hmm. that I say you feel a sense of unease maybe you should roll an insight roll Mm -hmm. and they roll and uh, assuming that they don't get a critical fail hey this seems like a very bad idea this is why maybe you should rethink that Mm -hmm. that's a that's a, a way to have that kind of communication as well within the confines of the game. Mm-hmm. At least for me. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a fun way to drop Oh, hints. absolutely. Yeah. Give him a chance. <laughs> Give yeah. him a chance. Uh, but along the lines of uh, dealing with boredom or potentially boring things, uh, the last question that we have for today is actually... Kind of related, kind of mm-hmm. not. Uh, somebody wrote in and asked, how do I make travel feel authentic and interesting rather than a boring or simple passage of time or even outright teleportation? Yeah, that was one of my weaknesses as a DM. <laughs> I, I will confess mine as well. Um, like in the first season, I had them. I didn't. I tried to copy uh, what my table at home did because I haven't you know it was my first time ever doing a podcast so I wasn't quite sure what the flow was going to be like and I found it didn't work but um I had a table set up to where I would choose someone to roll and every day um they rolled a d6 and uh if they rolled a one then you know they got a ambush and if they rolled a six and they saw you know like a uh what is a, a wondrous thing um it got very boring very quickly. Uh, 
very quickly <laughs> because it didn't, they didn't roll ones. That's that's all that came all it came down to is they didn't roll ones. Um, so travel montage give the players a chance like okay you know you guys are betting down for the camp tonight is there anything you'd like to say or do or how are you setting up watch even if something's not going to happen you know give them a chance to rp it out if they want to um that's yeah that's really my best way of of travel is just write a travel montage if they decide they want to listen to one of those or not i i have actually done something that was a combination mm -hmm. uh so i rolled the events that were going to happen mm -hmm. as they traveled or rather i deter predetermined what events were going to happen mm -hmm. and rolled randomly to select from those each day uh and so that way i could keep it both interesting but also seemingly random this doesn't work for every group or every situation, though. Uh, for this one, it worked specifically because they were going to be gone for roughly a week. And so there were two days where nothing happened. Okay, do you want to set watches? All these sorts of things. And a couple days where they got ambushed. And one story-driven event in there. And that was the one that would spur them on, mm -hmm. move them forward. Uh, the issue with randomness is that this can take a turn. You can end up with two days where nothing happens, and so they think that it's boring, and then the ambush happens, and they're totally unprepared for it, and everything goes wrong. Now, that can be fun in and of itself, but you can also set up your players for failure by doing that. Mm -hmm. So, I guess that my big takeaway is that when it comes to travel... Uh, you can try different things, but just about everything is going to have downsides, and you're probably going to end up doing a lot of DM fiat. Mm -hmm. Just to say, well, I, I keep rolling nothing, but that's boring, and you're on day three of nothing, yeah. so bandits attack. Ooh. Right, yeah, that's, that's not fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is one of those areas where... I think that you have to feel out your group. Mm -hmm. If outright teleportation works the best for driving the plot along and keeping them engaged, then don't feel bad about doing teleportation. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't. And honestly, RP, given the chance for RP is just for a group who feels compelled to do RP. I've been in groups where we're like, okay, well, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. Let's go. And there's there's no RP in it at all. And I have other groups who are fully immersed into the RP. So it, it's a group-by-group yeah. group basis. And I have done, uh, for other groups, simple description of the traveling uh, the idea behind the simple description being just, I'm going to drop some hints at some things that might be cool for you to check out, but you don't have to, and I'm just going to keep talking, and then you bed down for the night, and feel free to interrupt me at any time. Yeah. And that has worked out well for some groups, but gone terribly for others. So, yeah. There's no real good answer for this. It's... Sometimes they're just not going to be. <laughs> but 
I feel like uh, if you're playing with the same groups of people for long enough, you can you can figure out something that works for them and keeps them engaged. Mm -hmm. um, so probably just experiment. Yeah, that's that's there's the several way. different ways to handle mm -hmm. it. All right. Well, this has been running the table with my guest today, Sarah, one of the members of Roll Like a Girl. Uh, thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on. Thank you for having me. I've had a, I've, I, I will talk about D&D &D all day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> me too. That's why I did this. Uh, <laughs> that is basically the whole motivation behind this podcast. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, listeners, as well. Uh, please follow any links in the description of this podcast to check out and support Roll Like a Girl. Uh, and I'd also like to thank you for listening. And if you find yourself with questions that you want answered about anything tabletop role-playing game related, please send them to rttpodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach me at Running the Table on both Twitter and Facebook.